You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 62, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, today's guest says space and grace. Give yourself the space for stuff to happen and the grace to go through it. I love that. Now, joining me on today's show is Sharonisa Roach. Sharonisa helps mums pursue their dreams of launching a business while they raise their children without sacrificing either. And on today's show, she is going to share faith, get it because you will need it, love yourself and get to know who you are, as well as forgive everyone, even you. It's, it's freedom, and freedom is always better than bondage, and so much more. So welcome to the show, Sharonisa. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Hello to all your listeners. Oh, it's such an honor and pleasure to have you too. I think, um, you know, as moms, we can have, um, you know, the love for our children, yet also have the desire to create a business. I know when I look back, my youngest is now 22 and the eldest is nearly 27. So that's quite some time ago. But I remember, you know, when I had my first child, it was probably about... Mm, I'd say 16 months or so in and I thought you know I want to do something else came from corporate and um, it's been a wild ride that's for sure when you had three little <laughs> ones juggling all of that but you know what you can have as you said you can have them, them both without sacrificing uh, either so just before we dive into all of the the content you want to talk about today just share with everyone how did you get into the business that you're now doing was it something that has always been of interest that has been placed in your heart or has it been a progression uh, a progressive journey over the years it was a progressive journey after a huge failure. How about mm -hmm. that? Yes. So um, I was, I worked for the state of, I live in Michigan. I worked for the state of Michigan for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, pregnant with our second child, I was like, okay, the job I do, I can no longer do anymore. So I needed something else uh, to do. Mm -hmm. Left, went into the mortgage uh, industry in 2005, which is when the mortgage collapse happened. Wow. And so as a result, I was like, I don't know what to do and I can't find a job, scrambled. And I listened to this book. It was The Cure for the Uncommon Life by Max Lucado, who's a Christian author. I will never forget that book. Mm -hmm. And I came out and I was like, I really want to help people start a small business. Mm -hmm. And while starting to do that, I saw some of the obstacles people were facing that would hold them up from sales. And that's how I became a coach. And so it was really helping my clients get through the inner dialogue that was keeping them from having outer success mm. and I put them both together. Ah, oh, I love that. And you know, uh, I may have mentioned this on, on previous shows, but it's interesting that when situations happen, particularly one of failure, when something that you'd set your heart on and you'd worked so hard for doesn't pan out, that can often be, if you allow it to, to be the catapult that takes you on a journey that you would never, ever have expected. And particularly when um, God blesses that, you know, incredible things can happen. And that happened to me too, a business failure partnership. And and that was really the, the impetus that 
uh, created in me the desire to do this podcasting, which I've been doing since 2008, but full time. And uh, I have never looked back. I would never have started this daily podcast had it not been for, mm -hmm. for that. So, and not had the opportunity to meet you. So, uh, uh, all of those have been uh, blessings for sure. Let's talk about faith. Get it because you will need it. Absolutely. This is so true. <laughs> Share more. Um, you know, there have been times, and really that failure, as, as I used to call it, which was really a stepping stone to greatness, um, required me to get faith, not just faith in God, but faith in me, faith mm -hmm. that things would be okay. Um, and it is really pivotal that you have a level of faith that keeps you moving forward. Mm -hmm. Life happens, and even in this current world, we have lots of things going on. Um, you still have to look and see if you don't have faith and the belief that I can and it will be better, it will make you stuck. It will keep you where you are. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to be stuck if there are lots of people stuck. But having the faith that this can be better, that this will be better, that mm -hmm. I can try another day, that something can turn this around for me mm -hmm. is really what I keep. And I can't tell you, Anne-Marie, how important faith is to me because right now I've been on this journey with God just about for the last two years and he's uncovered mm. some things and healed some things and revealed some things mm. and a lot of it took him increasing my faith mm. to believe that he could and that my life could be okay because even being successful in business successful at home successful in other things you still have stuff and stuff has the potential to knock us down mm -hmm. so getting a level of faith that pulls you back up when you can't stand up sometimes is the only thing that's going to move you forward. Yeah. And so while I may not have wanted it to happen as it did, I'm thankful because I now have a secure level of faith in who Christ is, what he's done for me, and what he's going to do through me. Yeah, I love that. Let's dive in and unpack that a bit because I think for many people in business, even in life, but I think in business, there are things, there are actions that we take. There is a level of risk that we need to take in order to grow our business. And often there can be levels of failure. And we often don't like the word, but I love the way that you've said it really is a stepping stone and it absolutely is. And we hear it so often, you know, that fail fast, get back up. Really when, you know, it's great to read and absolutely, um, you know, believe that that is to be true. But once to, to get to a stage where we really own that and say, you know what, I'm, I am comfortable with making a decision and it not turning out because there's so many lessons, valuable lessons and learnings mm -hmm. within that to get to that stage. I know for me that the, the big lesson was controlling everything that I was the controller of my destiny which I knew is from a Christian and I was born into a Christian family that that was just not true but I had to learn that and I had to learn it in a big way to the point where I can see it being um, you know showed to me as a lesson but I just didn't get it and I think God said you know what I am going to put the biggest failure you've ever had and and now I can, I've come to a stage in my life going through the healings and everything to say that that worst event has turned into the best. What lessons have you learned over that? Because I think this can be such empowering lessons and, and insights for others who are struggling with the same thing. I think you have to, as a Christian, there are some, some things that are just fundamental that you just have to have at your core. Faith is one of those. Mm. And you're absolutely correct. Faith is a risk. And, and you think about it and um, you have experiences and you're talking to a being that you can't see or touch mm -hmm. and you wonder are they there and if it's actually true that's a risk mm -hmm. but learning how to um, 
develop your relationship with him. And that's really what it was for me, honestly. I'm in a completely different space today than I was two years ago. October 16th is when he started this new faith journey for me where I had to believe him for stuff that I never could, mm. could believe for, mm-hmm. period, and watch him come through consistently, consistently over and over and over again. Yeah. And so just looking at if you we have faith in things and this is one of the things i was thinking about yesterday preparing for this sometimes we just have faith that things will go wrong Mm. but if i can have faith that things will go wrong i ought to be able to have faith that things will go right and so you can pick which one you believe Mm. because you're believing in something and your actions dictate that and as a business owner you get to decide am i going to say oh this meeting is going to be awful and then i'm not going to get the contract or will i have the audacity to believe that God's favor will rest on me mm-hmm. and they'll see something, hear something, believe something that'll move them to say yes to me. And if they don't say yes to me today, I have the faith to go back tomorrow mm-hmm. or next day or yeah. another week to try again, because that's the thing that you have to have. Faith is not passive. It isn't, well, you know, I guess it'll be okay. No, it requires action. Do something mm-hmm. with that thing. James says, faith without works is dead. So you have to challenge your own self. What am I believing? Because I'm believing and acting on something. Am I believing and acting on God's best Mm -hmm. or something else? Yeah, I love that. You know, and something that I'm reminded of as you were sharing that, and it's so true that sometimes, well, a lot of times, it's not our own timing and what we would love to happen. Like next week is fabulous if that could happen then. Mm-hmm. But really in his timing and how so often when not in the situation itself when we're living it, but when we look back, we realize that had God blessed us with that opportunity right then and there is what we really hoped and prayed for. We have not built yet the strength or the knowledge or the capacity in our business to have been able to fulfill that. And through the journey that he takes us through, when it does come to fruition, and it will when we have the faith and absolute you know, commitment that we know that it will be to come to pass, that time has given us um, the abilities, the strengths, the knowledge to be able to do that. Have you found that to be true too in your journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Amory? Um, I think it's because I've matured in Christ. Yeah. When I was 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 whining and a baby and then acting like I was six years old and I'm just gonna tell y'all that's how I used to be. Um, <laughs> I thought I should have it when I applied. I thought it should happen mm. right now. And you look at people who who Christians, people who believe, who press, profess faith, mm. and they have a fall and they get something and you see it taken away from them. A lot of times it is because we are not ready for that thing. Mm. And I am thankful. And, and part of my prayer is, Lord, give it to me when I'm ready and give me the patience to wait until you give it to me. Mm-hmm. Because I know I can mess up a thing. I had children later in life. I was 31 when I had my daughter and 34 yeah. when I had my son. Yeah. So that's a little bit later, but I didn't get married till 30. Yeah. So I waited. And so there are times that I thought, well, I should have been ready and we should have got married before. Not so says the Lord. Mm. And I've learned that God sits on the outside of time. So he's not in, he's not in a hurry to bless you at 35 or 45 or even 50 because he knows your heart Mm. and he knows when you can handle the blessings he wants to give you. His name is on the line Mm. and he's not willing to let his name just be in a mess because you are. So Mm. he has to give it to us when we're ready. And the good thing about it though, Amory, is while he's, while we're getting it, he's getting us ready for it. So there are a lot of things that he's given me this year that I wasn't ready for last year. There are a lot more things he's going to give me at the end of the year that I wasn't ready for 
just yet. And mm. so I know that. And I can give him um, just praise for that mm -hmm. because only when I'm ready will he bless me. And I'm so thankful for that because if he blessed me in my own time, I'd be a mess somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. he knows what's best for me. Mm. And in our relationship, I have to trust that. Mm. Even though there are times that I don't want to trust it. I have no other choice because we have this intimate relationship. Mm. And I believe that he's always working things out for my good. So I have to do that. Yeah. So absolutely. Mm. I and I think that that just really um, is so relevant to many of the women who you work with in that there is, they're in a season of their life too where they are now nurturing young ones, you know, our future generation. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes mm -hmm. if I look back, uh, when my children were young, I got quite often quite frustrated because you know sometimes you had a spark of genius that you thought oh I want to get this down I've got a great article and then the kids are crying or something like that and you can become quite frustrated but realizing you know everything is in its right place in the right season mm -hmm. and having patience and that beautifully segues into loving yourself getting to know who you are you know as a mom and maybe also as a business owner but being very clear in who you are and who God says you are. Let's talk a bit more about this because I think this is so important too. Wow. Um, it has been. My identity has been something that I wasn't always certain of. I knew bits and pieces, but the reason I knew bits and pieces was because I wasn't whole. Y'all catch that later. Sometimes we have things in life that pull at us so much. We have circumstances we were born into that still pull at us and they pull parts of us away. And it takes God through circumstances to put those parts back together. And so for a lot of moms that I see, um, they think, well, I can have a business when Katie is 20 and she's gone to school. Or I can have a business when uh, Christian is 18 and he's away at college but we have to be responsible for the time that god gives us because you don't know if that time is promised and so there is a level of maturity and a time stamp on that but understanding who you are and what you have to do what he is assigned for you to do starts mm. to become more relevant i think for me as a mom mm. i'm very different as a mom than i was outside <clears throat> excuse me of being a mom mm -hmm. and i'm thankful for all of the lessons i've learned but the one I learned most was I still had dreams. Mm. I still had visions. I still had desires to do stuff even while I was raising my children. And so inside of learning who they are, God was kind enough for me to meet for me to learn who I was and the things that I like to do mm. by nurturing and teaching our children. So if we can take some time out from the bottles and the diapers and the soccer games and the basketball games and the Girl Scout and the lessons and figure out what we're putting into our children, and turn it back around and say, well, you just asked your child this. Have you ever asked your child, have you ever asked yourself that? Some of that stuff can start to trigger and we can begin to fill in the blank. God is not sitting up there waiting for us to walk around just wandering and thinking, who am I? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What am I? That's not his purpose. We got a plan. We have a purpose. When we came to this earth. We came with something to fulfill. And so looking at the different roles and the different things we do, figuring out putting clues together and praying and asking for revelation and walking those things on and looking where are my passions what am i attracted to what do i like to do and just beginning to do some of those things really are clues to helping you figure out who you are and god's word is the strongest mm. most available most accurate thing about who you are and not just in a sense of vocationally 
but who I am as a woman of God, as a child of God. He says some things about me. He says, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. He says, I'm a lender and not a borrower. So I have to look at those things and say, you know, what am I? I am accepted in the beloved. Rejection was a huge uh, spiritual warfare thing for me. Abandonment was because I, my dad wasn't in my life. But I had to see a, a part of what of, of keeping me where I, where I was stuck and where I didn't want to be was figuring out that God loves me. Mm. He loves me. Mm. If I could get people just to know one thing tonight, Anne Marie, is God loves me you he's not mad at you mm. he may not be pleased with something you've done but he loves you and when i begin to accept the love of christ it began to heal those wounds and who i really am started to merge mm. i love that thank you for sharing that because you know when we look at our identity and i have um i can share this the same thing and that i was adopted and even though it was i was adopted into a loving christian family there was still this sense that I was abandoned, you know, and rejected, which is absolutely not true at all. But the enemy will quite often just trick, you know, trigger you and push and push and push. And I think what you've just said so beautifully and reminded us of that our success and significance, our identity is not in who the world says we are or in the success that we have in our business. Our identity is in who God says we are. You know, and when I realized that, because I, my ambition came from success. So when it didn't turn out that I, as I wanted it to, guess what? That really undermined my confidence and the whole thing spiraled. But when I realized it doesn't matter um, if it didn't turn out correctly. My identity is in God, who, is who God says I am. I am loved. I am forgiven. Um, he has the best of intention for my life. And when I put that first and really believe that with the, you know every fiber of my being similar to what you're saying then all of the rest is well, just falls into place you know you then strengthen your faith and no matter what happens you lean in and you get that inner strength from and through him let's talk about that a little bit because i think that whole rejection and abandonment particularly for women can be something that keeps them stuck because often what then will happen is we look at what other women are doing. We look at the Instagram pictures when she's got her house looking beautiful, her children, nice outfits. When we look at ours, the house is in a mess, the kids are covered from head to toe and, you know, last night's dinner or whatever. <laughs> really? Seriously? And we really, that can keep us stuck. Yes, it absolutely is. And, you know, uh, the point you made is is really pivotal. What's mm. pivotal for me is that everything I was, am, or will be is rooted and grounded in Christ. Mm. It's not rooted and grounded in how well my business does or doesn't do. It's not rooted and grounded in how well my Instagram pictures look <laughs> fake or not. It's not, it's, it's not rooted in anything other than that. And that's mm. the thing I always tell women, my coaching clients know, and if you were to call a few of them tonight, they would laugh, but they would tell you that. Because when we work with things, when we work through things, I mm. ask them, they'll, when they're hesitant, I said, well, what is it? Well, I'm not sure what they'll say. And I said, well, who is they? Mm. Well, I don't know, but they, okay, then don't, I don't, I don't want to know who they is. You don't even know who they is. So we're not talking about they tonight. Yeah. And that's the thing is we're looking at some other woman's uh, success or some other person's, their marriage is better than mine. Or their mm. body is better than mine. Listen, we all have a journey. My journey is unique to me. Why? Because nobody else on this earth, even though I've birthed two children, has my fingerprints mm -hmm. and has the exact same DNA as I do, which means I am special out of all the people walking around this planet. 
God thought enough of me to put the things in me that he put in me. Mm-hmm. My job is to use those things to bring him glory and to honor him by using those, not what you have, not what mm-hmm. someone else has. If, if I can get people, women, especially just to get that because society, the TV commercials tell us, oh, well, get the latest snack, which will help you work on this. and Get the latest hair color, which will help you do this and get the latest you know, product that'll help you suck it in. Listen, mm-hmm. I want to be fat and ugly with gray hair. And if that's who I want to be, doggone it, let me be that yeah. person. Because God loves me anyway. And there's power and freedom and accepting mm-hmm. who you are as you are. Mm-hmm. Not, not with makeup, not with fake hair, not with any of the other outside things that think that we think make us attractive. Mm-hmm. The most attractive thing is your a pure heart before the Lord. Mm. an open spirit, someone who is friendly, who is kind, who is loving. There isn't anything that is more attractive than that mm. long-term because somebody can look good today, honey, and look like a pinto tomorrow. Yeah, I yeah. just need y'all to understand <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're Rolls Royce today and a pinto tomorrow. I don't even make pintos anymore. Mm. So you have to know who you are at the core mm. and let the beauty of that resonate out no matter what else you see because mm. you're beautiful as you are. Yeah, so powerful. And I think when we really understand that and can can say that with all of the confidence in and through him, then even when we hear things from people talking about us or all which will happen, and especially if for, for many of us are starting to now incorporate our faith and be more open in sharing, you know, our love for, for Christ, mm-hmm. is having that you know, assuredness that it's okay. Let them say whatever. I know that I am right with my God. And at the end of this whole earth and life itself, we know that, um, you know, the, what's promised us is just so in- incredible. But often that can be undermined and we can then end up questioning who we are. We can end up allowing other people's comments, which can be, you know, destro- you know destructive, impacting who God says we are and, you know, the mission and the purpose that he has for our life. Let's talk about forgiveness because I think so many of us can remain stuck uh, from growing and developing because we're holding on to things that really we need to forgive and let go. Yes? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And the Bible even talks about forgive and you'll be forgiven. And we have to remember that. Um, and and I I went through a period where I I could have choked my husband. Yep, I said it, y'all. Mm. Um, and, and it was because I was angry with him because he wasn't doing what I wanted him to do. There's that control thing. Mm. But what I had to realize is he had choices that he made based on who he was, just like I did. And so I was I will never I won't forget this, y'all. I was at the altar and I'm like, God, I want to forgive him. I don't forgive him. I don't want to hold this because I understand forgiveness can block blessings. Mm-hmm. And God knows I'm not trying to block my own blessings. That's just not smart, y'all. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking away from the altar and I heard a voice say, you don't have the right to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I began the process of just forgiving him completely. Mm-hmm. And when I began to forgive him, the freedom came to me. Because here's the thing, when you don't forgive people, you're the one, I've heard it so many times, you're the one drinking poison expecting the other person to die. Yeah. So you get headaches and you get stomach aches and, and the people come in and that you're not forgiven and you're mad with and you can't hardly eat or stay in church. And mm-hmm. so your spirit is vexed because of it. But you have to learn to know that those people do not control your destiny. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't say it enough. The only reason, please hear me, is not because I'm so amazing, but because God is. 
and when you invite him into your life and when he when you allow him to take over the parts of your heart that are a little dark and a little dirty and a little stinky because of all the stuff you've been through and mm. things people have done to you he begins to clean that up and you can't do anything but forgive other people because you know he's forgiven you mm. and that's the thing is figuring out how can i let this go making the decision and letting it go mm -hmm. because it's not hurting them it is hurting you and i'm not saying that your what they did was correct mm. please hear me there were times that my husband was very wrong but that does not negate what i am called to do as a christian mm -hmm. that does not and i understand that god can do more to people than you and I ever could. Yes. And so he says, vengeance is mine, I'll repay. So you have to understand when you are under the blood of Jesus and when you are protected by him, there are certain things he gives you. And if he's going to give it to me and he says, I need to forgive in order to stay with him and stay in the blessed place, why would I mess that up? Mm. So while it's not easy, it doesn't have to be easy. Through grace and through the Holy Spirit, he can help you with those things. And so mm -hmm. I learned that was a hard lesson, but I learned to do that. And I can honestly say I don't harbor any resentment and I completely, through the work of the Holy Ghost, forgave him. Mm, yeah, so, so true. And I've had situations too. Uh, and that is where, in, in instances, you just have to release it and allow him to, to help you work through that. And you know, I think, you know, as Christians, we are meeting and sometimes our clients may be non-Christians or people in our community that don't understand who we are and they may not even know anything about um, Jesus and the, you know, the, the love that he has for them. And they can say mean and cruel things. And I think we're reminded again and again in the Bible to forgive our enemies and to love our enemies you know that that is often easier said than done too but i think everything that we've spoken about today when we have that assurance when we know who we are and that god says we are and we we walk closely with him and walk with and in his strength then we can forgive and you just don't know there are situations that can happen that if you are forgiving to someone or nice, you know, you don't retaliate. How sometimes we want to. Someone says something to us and you think, oh my goodness, I have got such a strong comeback. But you know that that would just absolutely destroy that person. When we don't do that and we react with love and compassion, that can sometimes be the seed that is planted to say, I don't know what you do, but I have been, you know, my not how I interact with other people and they all interact in a way that is confrontational but you are different what is it about you that can be the difference between opening up a conversation and sharing our faith can't it than if we uh, retaliate have you found that to be true too absolutely absolutely yeah. and that's what we're called to do yeah that is what we're called. if you think about it it takes absolutely no discipline uh no restraint to say something snide or sarcastic to somebody that just says something snide or sarcastic to you. Mm. Somebody says, oh, that's a really ugly color you have on the day. It takes nothing to mm. just spit something back out of them like that, but it takes everything to say, oh, okay. Or to say nothing and keep on going. Mm. And so you really are, <laughs> I tell people, you know, the people they think are so weak because they aren't saying anything because uh, the comments are nasty. Those are the strongest people you'll ever see because their flesh may be hurt, but their spirit is strong enough to bear up under mm. that and say, you know what, God, forgive them, bless mm. them, mm. have a good day, bless you. Yes. Um, because it is challenging and difficult to do that. Thank God for the, for the help from the Holy Ghost because <laughs> other than that, sometimes people 
other people's feelings would be hurt. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh my goodness. I remember one time um, we were talking about something um, and I made a comment, oh, I've never, someone called me, what was it? This is only a couple of months ago, called me um, a disgrace to my gender. And it's like, really? And I just wow. went, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> And so the person whose feed that was on, they commented and said, oh, my goodness. And I thought, you know, but here's what I do. I, I put myself in the shoes of the other person to say, you know what, she may, that may very well have, my comment may have triggered her, probably, well, it triggered her, all right. Um, but she may not have had the experience, may not be able to see it from my viewpoint. And, you know, I, I sometimes just, sometimes we just need to come to the place to be able to, to agree to disagree with respect for one another but uh, mm -hmm. I thought oh my goodness but anyway you know that that happens but I think you know it doesn't determine who you know other people's comments do not determine who we are our reactions will to that and guess what with the you know power of the Holy Spirit we can control how we react and what we say and um, you know one word or one comment can uh, you know we're ambassadors of Jesus aren't we and so we need to be accountable for that so it's a, a great reminder Sharonisa how can people find out more about the services that you offer and connect with you well they can go to my website um, I do a, a complimentary 30-minute uh, coaching either for women that want to start a small business or if they're looking for a life coach and they want to figure out some stuff Either way, it's complimentary, um, and it's on my website. They can actually book the date on there, and it is mymycoachar.com. So it's mycoachar.com. And across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I am also mycoachar. So they can connect with me there. I'd be happy to chat with some people and see how I might be able to help you. Fantastic. And, of course, we'll put all of those links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE 62. Sharonisa, before we go, may I say a word of prayer for you? I do that for all of my guests and I'd be honoured to be able to do that for yeah. you too. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Sharonisa. She is placed in such an important um, mission to, to help women starting up their own business who are moms. You know, we are so blessed to have children, children who we're nurturing and bringing up that's our next generation. And for those of us who'd love to also have a business, there is a juggling. There is, um, you know, things that we need to do in this season of our life to be able to nurture both our children and, of course, our business father. We just want to ask for your continued blessings and favour on Sharonisa and her, her clients and her business as she's continuing to, to share her message. Father, we shared so many important things. You know, often the enemy wants to diminish our identity in you and who you say that we are and when we do that when we listen to the enemy we can become distracted we can become discouraged so we just want to pray for the people who are listening and watching today or the recording that uh, they're reminded of everything that Sharonisa spoke about today that you know we must lean in we must turn to the word so that we're reminded that uh, we are not who the world says we are our success and significance is not in the successes that we have in our business but and who you say that we are and who you created us to be. Father, we just ask for your continued favour and blessings and we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's been a blessing and I think, uh, yeah, the, the mission that you're in to help moms and, uh, you know, create their own business while also bringing up uh, their children.
is an important one and everything we spoke about today I know has been an inspired and empowered message for them. So thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.